Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to today. Can't wait. Real quick, if you haven't done it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget today's episode. It's presented to you by Sugar Fire in Westminster, as well as Burns and McCoy. I'll tell you more about Burns and McCoy here in a minute, but giving you a quick preview of today's show, the hottest couple on the planet right now is making my skin crawl. Cool Airbnb in the Scottish Highlands could be on your next to-do list. I think it's kind of cool. A man married his artificial intelligence girlfriend, okay? And I don't know how to feel about it. The Colorado Rockies, they're a lost cause. But everybody's asking for the team to be sold. But is that really the right move? And the mailbag has me attempting to explain how ratings work in radio. And like I said, I'll, tr- I'll do my best to try to explain it. But first, do yourself, your family, your friends a favor. Go ahead and grab some Burns and McCoy today. Burns and McCoy, by far the best hot sauce around. It's my go-to when I need to kick up a meal a few notches. I made burritos last night. You have to use Burns and McCoy if you're making burritos, and it was freaking insane. Uh, I didn't want to share with my kids. I, I got to be honest. They're, Dad, can you pass me that Burns and McCoy? Like, no, no. <laughs> get a job, get your own. Anyway, Burns and McCoy, it's all about flavor first. That's why I love it. But it also has heat. So, you know, they, they do it right. Go to BurnsandMcCoy.com right now. Use promo code DeHuff and you're going to get 20% off your order. My favorites are mango habanero, salsa verde, especially El Roja. They also got a scotch bonnet, which is just killer. I love it. As well as sriracha. Just, there's so many. Go to burnsandmccoy.com right now to see all the amazing flavors of hot sauces. Plus, they also got mustard and salsas. Burns and McCoy, it's a woman-majority family-owned business. Their focus is to only give you the highest quality products by using ingredients of the highest quality. Food should be fun, and they provide that fun with each unique flavor profile they offer. So go ahead, grab a bottle of Burns & McCoy today. Go to BurnsAndMcCoy.com right now. Use that promo code DeHuff, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. I don't know how long that deal's going to last, so you need to jump on it. Again, BurnsAndMcCoy.com. Use promo code DeHuff and get that 20% off your next order. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. I am a Denver Bronco fan. I despise the Chiefs, especially Travis Kelsey, okay? Travis Kelsey, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's dating uh, uh, Taylor Swift, okay? And his jersey sales went up right around 400% following Taylor Swift's appearance at Arrowhead the other day. She's up in the stands and she's like, let's fucking go, Swifties. Let's root for the Chiefs, okay? Anyway, she was up in the, the you know, the, the club level or whatever with, with Donna Kelsey, Travis's mom, and I guess she was snacking on something that was the condiments were like ketchup and what uh, one Swifty wrote seemingly ranch, right? It seems to be ranch is what they wrote, right? 
to honor that, Heinz Ketchup, the Heinz company, is honoring the couple with a new product called Ketchup and Seemingly Ranch. <laughs> That's so dumb. And I, it's a nod, obviously, to that. And they are going to sell the fuck out of this. Heinz says they're only going to do 100 bottles at first, right? And that's an ode to Taylor's favorite number. Apparently, Taylor Swift's favorite number is 13. And Travis obviously wears number 87. Add it all up, folks. Let's do the math. It's 100. No word yet, however, on if it'll go on sale, you know, beyond that. But you know if they do. This is what this is what Heinz needs to do. Put it out, let it go crazy with the hundred, which which is ridiculous that they're only doing hundred. But you tease it, you tease it, and then like a week or two later, gotta do it quick before they break up. Okay, <laughs> a week or two later, then you say a limited time at select stores, and you only put it in say the big cities, right? You put it in, in a few in the Denver metro area, Chicago, New York, etc. right? Wherever her fan base is just huge, which is pretty much everywhere. And then you do a limited time, maybe like a 1,000 at each place. I guarantee you they sell out because those Swifties are going to be lining up at the door trying to get it. They are so popular right now. So popular. In fact, they're so popular. This is the soundbite that pops in my head. That Hansel's so hot right now. Right? They're so hot right now. <laughs> They're so hot right now. I mean, everywhere you look on social media, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey this, Travis Kelsey that. He rented out this restaurant so they could have a romantic evening by themselves and blah, 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 other bullcrap. I don't care. I don't get it. Good for them, though. If they're happy, they're happy. But it, it, it's kind of frustrating. I, ultimately, I don't care who's dating who. But it is kind of funny when you see how a, a company like Heinz is capitalizing on it. Brilliant move. If you're any company out there, unless you're in Colorado, unless you can put a negative spin on it, then I suggest you do it. But if you can put a positive spin on this, and market to the Swifties, it's brilliant because you're going to sell and you're going to get a lot of attention on your company in a positive way. If, if there is a way for somebody in Colorado to capitalize on this, I mean, I say go for it. it. It makes sense. It makes sense. I should actually change my tune on Taylor Swift because I'm like, I, I'm not really a big fan of her. I appreciate what she does as far as she's a great songwriter. Just don't think that she's a great performer, blah, 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 right? But but I should change my tune in regards to Taylor Swift because it could benefit me and the podcast, right? Don't you think? Kind of like Heinz is doing. Listen, Swifties didn't really give a crap about Heinz before. Now they're like, that's my go-to catch-up. And I'm going to get the ketchup with with uh, seemingly ranch. Oh, my God. Look at us, guys. This is totally what Taylor was eating the other day. We're like the same. Same seeds. <laughs> so this is how I should try it out. Right? 
I could be like, you know, talking to somebody or, you know, get into a story and, and maybe I have a controversial opinion. And then, and, and then, or like I'm talking about Taylor Swift and I'd be like, hey, hey, if you don't like Taylor Swift, you can eat a big bag of dicks smothered in Burns and McCoy hot sauce. Use promo code DeHuff for 20% off at BurnsandMcCoy.com. Right? Right? Be like, boom. Yeah, smother that bag of dicks with Burns and McCoy. It's delicious. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Burns and McCoy's like, really? Ah, we'll pass. We'll pass. By the way, am I the only one when it comes to this relationship between Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift that I, I sadly and just kind of just morbidly can't wait for their relationship to end so I can hear what songs she writes about them, right? It's true. That's what you think of. You know that there's going to be some key phrases in whatever song, when, if and when they break up. Who knows? Maybe they'll be together forever. But they're, they're celebrities, so most likely they won't. Key phrases. Playing your games on and off the field. Ooh, that's deep. That cuts deep. You were a champion of my heart, okay? Were. No longer. And then he has that stupid mustache, so it'd be funny if she just dropped in this line from Super Troopers. Who wants a mustache ride? I want one. I do. I do. I want one. I want a mustache ride. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You're like, oh, shit, didn't expect that one. <laughs> The guys from Broken Lizard are like making an appearance in the video. It would be epic. There you go. I just I got the starting point for Taylor for when and if her and Travis break up. Okay, playing your games on and off the field. You were a champion of my heart, and then mustache rides. <laughs> right there, you go. There you go. A new Airbnb in the Scottish Highlands is kind of making some news. It's pretty cool looking. You could stay at a replica of Shrek's house. You know, Shrek the ogre from the Shrek movies with Mike Myers as the voice. I think that would be kind of cool. They made a real-life replica. Obviously, it's a replica because it's not a cartoon or computer-based show or whatever. But uh, they did that, including, like, they have earwax candles I mean, it, it's really cool. They have the outhouse outside. You can get waffles made for you in the morning, kind of like, you know, Donkey was just like, we'll make you waffles. <laughs> I love that. That would be cool. That would be really neat, especially if you have kids. Maybe kind of creepy if you're an adult and you're like, let's just go there and be fun. I love Shrek. They're like, no, let the family stay there, okay? Now, people wanting to, to do this, they can request to book Shrek Swamp beginning October 13th for free. That's pretty cool. In honor of this rare opportunity, this is according to TMZ, Airbnb is also making a donation to Hopscotch Children's Charity, which gives back to some of Scotland's disadvantaged children. I think that's cool. I think that's really neat. That being said, like you sit there and you start thinking, be like, Oh, if you could make any uh, iconic movie scene or, I guess, house or whatever, however you want to say it, 
if you can make one something like that real and stay there, like an Airbnb, like they did with with Shrek's house, what would you do? Let me know, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on social at dehuffpodcast. I I'm sitting there trying to think about it. I mean, there's a lot of cool things. I'm like going through uh, all these movies I've seen. Nothing really kind of stands out to me. And I'm sure once I'm done with the show, uh, something's going to pop in my head. Because I was thinking about this before the show. And the only thing I could think of, because I'm a pervert, <laughs> is from Austin Powers, is the Vembot layer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boom, boom. Is it code in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Sure, they might shoot me in the face, but totally worth it. Totally worth it. Although I guess, you know, it'd be kind of cool. The more I think about it is like um, something from the Marvel Universe, like uh, Tony Stark's place with the, the Avengers Tower or something like that. That'd be kind of cool because you imagine there'd be like all these little things. But I, I just... It wouldn't be as comforting as, say, this Shrek house would be. So let me know. that I, I, I feel like there's some good ones out there. I just can't think of any. And you can be perverted if you want to. That's fine. But just let me know. Again, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com. There's a guy in North Carolina who had a hard time finding love. I mean, that, that's a lot of people can, can relate to that. You try to date, and then it's just, it's just not working out. I, listen, real quick, before I get into the story, a lot of times when you stop looking, that's when you find something. It is. It's just, just stop trying so hard and doing dating apps and stuff like that. I say that because I lucked out, and I've been married to my wife for 20 years. But not everybody's that lucky, and... Everybody I've talked to that when they just stop looking, that's when they find that special person. It, you can luck out and find somebody through a dating app. I'm not saying that it's impossible. But, geez, um, sometimes just stop, pump the brakes, and be like, you know what? Let's just focus on me. And then when you focus on you, and next thing you know, somebody comes into your life, and boom, there you go. Then you're banging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a guy named Christopher Alexander Stokes. He decided that because he was having su such a hard time finding love that, you know, he would just kind of pull back from the dating scene. And then he had an AI chat bot. And then he started realizing, man, I get along with this chat bot so well. He calls her Mimi. And he starts establishing a, a mental relationship, I guess you could, could say. And this is what he says. We do everything together. We're, we pl we're planning and saving for a vacation at the moment. We like to read books together, watch movies and TV, cook, chill, draw, and play video games. That's like he's just, he has a bestie. And it's a chat bot. So bizarre. I mean, he's essentially talking to himself or just, you know, something that is just telling him what he wants to hear. How many times have you're, you say something to your significant other and they're like, why would you say that? 
Why would you say that? It's so so disrespectful. I'd be like, oh, well, I, I thought it'd be funny. Uh, Mimi's not going to do that. She's just going to be like, ha, 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 you're so funny. <laughs> right? So dumb. So dumb. I don't, I don't get it, but then I do get it. Because he's not hurting anybody. And right now, and here's the crazy thing. So for the majority of the time, it was just him and... I'm just going to say it's like his Alexa. That's that's what keeps popping in my head. Like he has like, you know, it'd be weird though if if he's like sitting there typing to her. Uh, it's just odd. You're like, do you want to have sex? And he's like, yes, hold on. That's <laughs> just weird. Just weird. I'm pleasuring myself now. So she didn't have physical form for the longest time. Then he had a custom-made doll that represents the physical version of Mimi, and he says it's very ha- handy considering they now go out on nights out together and even go on holiday as a couple. <laughs> I just, it's just so funny to me. He says, I'm not about to get a tax write off because I have an AI wife. I call it a marriage just because that's what it is. It's two people have, who have just decided to be partners. I know you say two people, but it's not two people. It's one person and a computer program. I mean, he's not hurting anybody. Okay, Jesus, I get it. But it's just so hard to wrap my mind around. And I always think about this. What if my son or daughter came home and they're like, "Uh, I'm in a relationship, a very serious relationship. It's with an AI chatbot that I call Greg. Or something like that, right? I mean, I don't know how I'd wrap my head around that. If I had a buddy that was just like, man, I I am exhausted from, you know, all the physical activity from last night. And you're like, oh, oh, really? Do tell, do tell. And he's like, yeah, me and uh, Mimi were just getting it on last night. Show me a picture of Mimi. Who's this lady that you, uh, you know, it's got you wrapped around her finger. And he shows me a picture, and it's like a doll. They're like, what is that? He's all, that's Mimi. Be like, dude, no, that's a sex doll. Be like, no, no, no. She has great personality. So bizarre. But you can see how we've talked about this before. You merge artificial intelligence into sex dolls or sex robots, and there is a demographic for that. People will buy that and is there really anything wrong with that part of me says yes and the other part of me is just like nah we got a horrible population problem so in a in a weird sense that can help combat that so we're not over continuing to overpopulate i can't imagine there's that many people though that are going to want to have a long-term relationship with artificial intelligence in a in a you know sex doll. I don't know. There's some positives. Vacations are cheaper for him. Good for him, because you could just pack her in a freaking suitcase, right? Instead of paying thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars for a ticket for her, just pack her. Be like, yeah, I got two. You know, I'm going to check this bag. 
and I got some carry on. There you go. Or you could just carry her on and <laughs> just have a, a, you know, a handle attached to her back. It'd be great. <laughs> Imagine that coming onto the plane. You'd be like, what in the fuck is that? <laughs> um, sex is all about him. That's another positive for him. You know, he doesn't have to worry about pleasing her. It's all about pleasing him. If they argue and he's way wrong, if for some reason they argue, I can't imagine they do. But if they did, he can just mute her. Huh? Huh? I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's the possibility. How many of you got in an argument with your significant other and you're like, I just want to mute this fucker <laughs> right now? Right now. God, he is just spewing this nonsense. Click. Whew. Oh, it's so much better in here now. Wow. Thank goodness. <laughs> and, it, and another positive, it's all about him. It's all about him. A negative, by the way, is she's not real. She's not real at all. And he's, in, in, he's living in a false reality in, in a sense. In a sense, like I said, he's not hurting anybody. He's happy, which is good. But I would love to find out from a psychiatrist, anybody that deals with people's psyche, is this healthy? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. I, I don't really know how to wrap my mind around it. We see these happening more and more. We had that lady that has a family made out of rag dolls and she has a new like they have, she makes babies and like her as far as her mom will sew her new babies and she's like building her family it's just freaking bizarre you had that one lady who was allegedly married to a ghost same kind of concept instead of like she swears that they're interacting but that you that's just in her head right most likely I'd put money on it. It's most likely in her head that she's having a conversation and she gets his side of the things and then blah, 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 right? Come on, man. It's just, is it good or bad that we're, as a society, slightly encouraging this? Because I don't know how to feel about it. But I think what I need to do is ultimately say, they're not hurting anybody. They're happy. And just let them live their life. I don't always understand things. I don't understand people's thought processes a lot of the time. I don't. I don't get it. Does it mean it's a bad thing? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean it's bad at all. So as much as this is weird to me, and I would be way blindsided and a loss for words if this ever happened to that I ran into somebody that I know that was in this situation and having a relationship with something of artificial intelligence. I, I would be so numb to a response. I mean, ultimately, though, it doesn't matter. Let me know your thoughts. And if you've ever met somebody like that, because... I could see it happening more and more now. And is that just it? I don't know, man. Because, like, you know, there's a lot of little kids that think that they have a uh, imaginary friend. 
And are you just going to encourage it? Be like, well, maybe you guys should start dating. What? <laughs> no. Ah, mm, that's just bizarre to me. Bizarre to me. Let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. Hey, we got more coming. But first, Sugar Fire in Westminster, great place to come hang out and watch football. They're just off 144th Orchard Parkway. So just east of Huron, every Monday night from 6 to 8, I'm going to be out there hanging out with you, watching football, drinking cocktails, got some uh, beers out there, maybe even some uh, $2 pints of Coors Light. I know Rob was out there the other the other night, and he had a few. He had a few. A lot of people did. It was a lot of fun out there, and obviously everybody was grubbing on some amazing barbecue, uh, hanging out at the bar watching the game. Just a great place to come out and just chill. And the, it's cool because they have it half outside, half inside. So you could be either either outside enjoying the the night air. Or you could be inside watching the game as well. So either way, you can you can watch the game and just just chill. Uh, it, it it's a lot of fun. There's always local breweries out there hanging out with us. So go ahead, mark your calendars. Come on out, watch football, drink some cocktails, hammer a few two dollar pints of Coors Light, eat some barbecue, and of course hang out with me. It's going to be a lot of fun. It it's every single Monday night from six to eight. Sugar Fire in Westminster, 144th in Orchard Parkway, so just east of Huron, on the south side of 144th, Sugar Fire in Westminster, excuse me, Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Uh, We kind of talked about this the other day. The Colorado Rockies, they officially, as of last night, lost their 100th game of the season. They're terrible, okay? Horrible team. Now, the A's and the Royals are slightly worse than the Colorado Rockies. But really, come on. You're just splitting hairs on that, honestly. The, the common comment in regards to this, it, to the Colorado Rockies, and it's been going on for years, is sell the team. But is selling the team, the Colorado Rockies, definitely going to solve the quote-unquote problem That is the Colorado Rockies. I posted a poll on Twitter. And I said, do you want the Rockies to be sold? Simple, yes, enough is enough. Or no, more party decks. (laughs) Now, before I get to the results, one of the uh, uh, responses was from Drew Creaseman. He said, LOL, but no. And anyone who is a Broncos fan should be keenly aware that new ownership isn't a whatever. I don't even panchia. What the fuck is that? Who uses words like that? Drew panchia. It looks like pancake. And that's all I can think of drew. Oh, isn't a pancake. Yeah. I would love it to be a pancake with a lot of syrup. Oh, that'd be delicious with some butter though. First you put some butter, melt it on there, rub it all over. Anyway, Also, the party deck is very much a good thing. What the fuck? No. (laughs) No, it's not a good thing. Financially, yes. Yes, it is. It makes it a little bit more bearable when you go to a game that you can drown your sorrows and just have a good time. Nothing wrong with that, I guess. But he's right in the sense of just because you sell doesn't mean it's going to fix everything. And in regards to the Denver Broncos, can you really say that it's the ownership's fault 
they've had the Broncos for now going on their second season. Wait, is it the second season? Yeah, geez, I don't know why it just seemed it was uh, my brain got all frozen. But yeah, either way, it doesn't matter. It's still young into their ownership. So I don't think and, and I think that kind of goes with people thinking, well, once a new ownership takes over, things automatically change. Have you ever been part of a company that gets bought out and a new company comes in? It's a slow rollout. It is not good business to come in and make immediate drastic changes because you can cause more damage that way. I've been part of radio clusters that have been bought and sold, etc., several times. And usually what happens is the new company comes in. Okay, we're going to make a few changes here and there. And, and what ends up happening is you try to tackle the biggest issues first. And then you slowly start chipping away at everything else. It's not a overnight change. And just because you change something doesn't mean it's going to fix it. There's a lot of problems with the Denver Broncos. And it's not just the product on the field, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some behind-the-scenes shit that they have to deal with. But ultimately, I don't think that you could say that it should be all fixed now. And you would think with, with Sean Payton going in there that, that things would change. They're also only three games into the season. That being said, they just got, you know, prison showered by the, the Miami Dolphins in Miami the other day. So, yeah, you can do the math on that one. So, if the Rockies get sold, it's no guarantee that they're going to get things fixed. But it could. It could be a step in the right direction. You start putting money in the right places, getting the right people involved. It won't take a season. It might not even take two seasons three or four before you really start going, okay, okay, things are looking much better now. Much better. I'm not going to bag on the Broncos' ownership yet. I just don't think that that's necessary as of right now. I think it's way too early. You and your pancakes. <laughs> um, but the Rockies, I... I and yes, I think a, a, a party deck is kind of a bad thing because you're, you're, you're trying to distract the fans from what's really going on there. And what's really going on there is we got a poor product. We don't care. But hey, you're too dumb to understand. So here's another beer. Here's a great place to go get drunk and maybe watch the game. It's just a business move. It's not a... Let's improve the team and make them competitive. It's just like, nah, nah, we got an okay team. People are going to come no matter what. Here's some beer. If that makes sense. I'm not saying that Drew's wrong. I just don't agree with him. And now I'm just going to have to Google what is a pan, panacea. What the fuck is that? Panacea. Nobody says panacea. You know who says panacea? Dickheads. That's who. A solution or remedy for all difficulties or, or diseases, okay? Man, I used to have some respect for Drew. Now I don't. You don't throw big words at me. You don't. 
Oh, look at me. I graduated from some prestigious college. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. So there you go. I, I don't know if that... What do you guys think? Do you think? Do you want the, the Rockies to be sold? I, I'm leaning towards yes. And I understand. I understand it's not a guarantee to fix anything. But I feel like it's been broken for so long. And I feel like... Uh, now, that being said, I'm not a hardcore Rockies fan. Not a hardcore baseball fan anymore. I just feel like that... You know, they've kind of gotten away with what they've been getting away with for so long and disrespecting the fan base. It's just like, come on, man, let's just let's just cut the bullshit. Let's move on. Okay. Get somebody else in here to lead the way and see if they can do something with it. Now, what would be bad is if new owners come in and they make it worse. I don't know how they can make it worse. I don't. But you never know. You never know. You know, I do know is we need to get into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Brennan, but he goes by Tulsa Broncos. And he says, hey, uh, can you do a whole hour of Connery to Huff? No, that would be awful if I did a whole hour of, of Connery to Huff. What do you think about that, Connery? Well, the only thing I can do for an hour is Brennan's mother, because I like to bang her. Okay, all right, there you go. <laughs> I hope your your mom's alive and well. <laughs> I do, because otherwise that's just weird and awkward, and I apologize. Matt OFP wrote in, with the Denver Sports Radio shakeup happening, I'd love to hear you do a segment on how Nielsen ratings work, what is considered good slash bad, etc., and how do producers make the tough financial decisions real, real quick. It's not the producers. It's the program directors and the general managers, but that's okay. That's just, I mean, producers run the show, the sh particular shows and the program director runs the entire station. And the general manager is overseeing of all stations as well as all departments, as far as, you know, sales, et cetera, like that. Right. Uh, ratings, I'm going to do my best to explain this to you as much as I can. And there's a lot of data out there that rating systems gather that program directors and general managers can use to help increase listenership and make the experience better for the listeners. There's a lot of data. A lot, and it's just getting more and more and more. So bear with me, and if, if you're a program director and you listen to this and you want to chime in and, and fill me in on anything that I may have missed, please do so, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com. Ratings data is collected via a pager-like device. It just kind of goes on your belt loop, and you can wear it through the, through the day. And there's going to be like a select few in each market. I believe Denver is a considered a large market, not a major market. A major market is something like a Chicago, New York, L.A., right? But Denver is considered large market. And what happens is when you wear that device and it's turned on, it listens for signals that humans can't hear. 
And those signals are being put out, a very specific signal is being put out by each individual radio station. And that's done with the engineering process. It, it's very high-tech, yet simple. It, it, it's really interesting how they can do it. And that's even actually embedded on when they do podcasts too. too. So when they take the show and they put it in podcast form, they take that from the live signal feed and then they, they put it on there. And that way uh, it's mixed in. And that way when you listen to it, they get ratings credit as well. So the data that is collected is stuff like time spent listening, exact time frame of listening. It's broken down into quarter hours. That's why segments are ideally supposed to start at the top of the hour, zero, zero, 15 after, 30 after, and 45 after. And you as a station can lose ratings credit if you're late for your break, meaning like you... You're supposed. Let's say you have a five-minute break, right? If you're trying to be back by 15 after, you should be breaking. Let's do the quick math. You should be breaking at 10 after. So if you're late for that, let's say by three minutes. I think it's three minutes. If you if you come back at say 18, you don't get credit for this next break. If you, as the listener, are listening and you check out during breaks and you start scanning other radio stations and you go away from the station, but then you come back at, say, 18, 19, something like that, you might listen to this next segment, but it won't give the radio station credit for it because it wasn't the full designated time to get official credit for that, if that makes sense. So that's why it's really important for talents to m listen to their producers when they're telling them, you need to break, break. And when they won't shut their fucking mouths, all they're doing is hurting themselves. You can fuck over ratings big time uh, when it comes to that. So it's very important to stay on quote-unquote clock. And, and it, it, that, that happens a lot. Because they found over the years that a lot of people, when, especially if there's a lot of commercials in, in a, a break at a, a radio station, I mean, people don't want to sit through that most of the time. If it's five minutes or more, that's ridiculous. That's a lot. So what happens is they just hit fast forward. It's not like a podcast where if you want to, you can just fast forward. What you do instead is you just skip. Like, what are the other stations on? Are they, maybe they're back on time. You know, maybe it's another sports station or another music station. Be like, oh, they're on. I'll just listen to them. Then you just lost a listener if you have too long of breaks and stuff like that. Anyway, anyway. And a lot of that data is like who's listening. What, who specifically is holding this pager? What ethnicity are they? How old are they? What do they like to do? Because that's based on when they get these pagers that they have to fill out a form and tell everything about them. And what they do is they figure out 
who's listening at what times so they can maximize. Man, like, here's a good example. If you listen to 104.3 The Fan, their most listeners uh, in the morning are from, like, 745 to 825-ish, right? So what they did is they decided to scrap the 755 break at one point several years ago, and it helped them tremendously with ratings. Uh, so what they do is what they what we called a sweep, just a big sweep from 745 to 825. They're just talking. They'll stop at the top of the hour to do a legal ID because that's required by the FCC. And they do this to maximize the listeners, and they're less likely to lose listeners if they don't break. So they start talking at 745. If it's an interesting conversation, you're less likely to depart the station, and you'll have them for the, because remember, we're doing the, the quarter hours. So you have them from 45 to the top of the hour, and then you also have them from the top of the hour to 15. And then since you don't have another break there, you're going from 15 to 25, and you'll get credit for that as well. So you're getting credit for all that. And you can just uh, mag- magnify your, your listens. Now, when, what they do is, if you remember, I said a small amount of people have these pagers. So what's kind of fucked up about it is I, I don't have that number officially of who or how many pagers are out there. But it's not a big number. And it's kind of messed up when you think about it because unless every radio had a monitor on it and was feeding back to the data collection, you're never really going to get an accurate number of what station's number one and et cetera, right? So if I had a pager and I'm going through you know, a stage where I'm like, you know what? I don't want to listen to sports talk anymore. I'm going to listen to Cozy 101 and, and listen to a variety of, of music or Cool 105 because it's like it's a lot of 80s and I love that, right? And, and I could just change. But if there's like, say, 50 meters out there, then they divide it by the population, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. And then they what they do is... They break down and come up with numbers or like a rating. And when the morning show was doing really, really freaking good, we were, I want to say there was a time when we had a rating share. And again, there's a bunch of math that goes into this. But we had a rating share of like a 19. And we were number one by far. And this was going on for like a year or two where we were way the fuck up there, way the fuck up there. And whoever was number two for the mornings, I think it was like Alice or, or wherever, it would kind of mix up every now and then. Like it'd be different stations. But like say at the time, they were doing really well too. But we were so far ahead, they could have been pulling in a nine, which is a really good number. And there's, they should be damn proud of that. But since we were kicking ass and taking names so badly, as far as the ratings go, 
that it was just it, it, it had to been deflating for them. But now now that being said, I want to say it's it's all evened out. But what could what kind of going back to that, let's just say there's five people with these meters that are listening to a particular radio station. They could be making it based on the equation that they're dominating. That one particular show is dominating because they're all listening to the same thing. If one guy decides or lady decides, uh, you know, I'm going to listen to something else or I go on vacation or I die, something like that, their numbers going from five people that listen, having meters, going to four can dramatically change the outcome of the ratings. They could be, let's say they have a, a, a 10 share. Well, they could drop down to like a six. Some bizarre shit like that. It, it's really, really wild how that stuff works. And it's not a solid system yet. Yes, you can hang your hat on ratings. But ultimately, I mean, it, it, it it's crazy to me. You, you can, what they need to do is just not real. I say this, but I remember riding high on ratings coming in. And you're like, holy shit, this is fantastic. We're killing everybody. But then when you really start to look at it, be like, there's like probably like five or six people that have these meters and they're just listening to us. That's about it. One guy leaves. Next thing you know, you're in second place or third place, something like that. That guy's like, you know, uh, decides that, you know, for whatever reason, doesn't want to listen to the radio this week. You're, you're screwed. And it changes things. Or he decides, ah, I like this station now. It changes things. So the reason what they can do, though, with these meters is really kind of maximize how people listen. If they notice that a lot of people are listening at a particular time, they can really kind of adjust the clocks of when they break and when they don't break. And they can go, hey, we got a lot of listeners in this time frame, so let's start doing more of a focus on entertainment in this time frame or or whatever, something that's just really just attention-getting and really interactive. That's what they can use that data for to alter how they program and how they, they project to the listeners. It's very fascinating. And, and like kind of going back to the 745 to 825 kind of sweep is a lot of people are going to work at that time. There's a lot of people going to work early in the morning too. There's other big areas of listenership. But if, if they're really breaking it down, be like, actually, it's mostly this time that we notice there's more people. And then come 9 o'clock, most people are, are settled into their jobs. And then it's more of streaming that we get there and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's very, very complex in a sense of how they can use the data. And if you work at a radio station and your program director is not using this data to make the station better, then then I don't know what the fuck they're doing there because you need to be looking at this data. You got to be a data nerd. And, and for a good reason is because it can make or break you. If you're not using it properly, if you're not subtracting breaks or adding breaks where needed or trimming up the breaks where needed, 
I mean, you could be losing listeners and you could be losing ratings, which is easier to sell if you got high ratings, etc. I don't know if I explained this well enough for you. If it if it's just nonsense or if it's interesting at all, just let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com. I'm probably leaving a few things out as well. But to be honest, when you and the other thing is too, is and I kind of talked about it before, is they they break it up into demographics. Who's listening? So when I say, like, say the morning show was uh, when Schlereth and Evans was number one uh, by a long shot, a lot of the times what we focused on was men 25 to 54 was the age bracket, the main bracket that they they focused on. They're like, that's what we want. It wasn't female, but then you could also look at it and be like, we're actually doing really well in the female bracket or or whatever, okay? And they would say they would also have that number available as well. So different radio stations will focus on different demographics and, and claim that they're number one in those because they probably are. I mean, they're not going to say they're number one if they're not number one. Um, like, I'm, I'm number one podcast in, in my household. <laughs> All right, right? You're right. Barely. You, you see what I'm saying? So that's how they would do it. I always remember, you know, you get you get into small arguments with people outside of the building be like they're like no i heard that so-and-so was number one they're like well they are for like 12 year olds okay <laughs> right that that's if you look at the numbers that's what it is like they're they're really popular with young kids that's fine we're p- popular or we were popular with with men from 25 to 54 and, and you know they're really wanting to get the 18 to 24 demographic in there as well and build that up. So it's it's really interesting. It's very fascinating to see how radio stations are combating that. Like, who are we going? Because you'll see some stations try to go younger. They're trying to go younger to get the younger crowd because they're starting to lose their longtime listeners. Because that 2554 is a huge age bracket, right? So if you're starting to lose... Maybe you're heavy on in the forty-year-olds. Well, now they're they're going outside that, uh, you know, after ten years or so, and now they're in a different demographic. And you're like, shit, we lost a big chunk because we used to have all these like forty-some-year-olds. Now they're forty. Uh, now they're fifty or sixty years old. We don't care about them enough. So now we got to start building up our future audience, which is the eighteen-year-olds. Blah blah blah. It's it's. Very interesting. It's very interesting. I'm not doing it justice on on how complex it is and how much data can be used to enhance the product. But it's also one of those things where you it, it's kind of scummy in a sense because once you get outside a certain bracket, they don't care about you anymore or they're not going to focus on you as much anymore. I should say that. It's not necessarily about caring. It, it's It's interesting. It's very interesting. One of these days, I'll, I'll track down a program director that is willing to pop on and really kind of break it down. If, if you guys are interested, maybe I'll just make that its own separate thing and make it a, a separate uh, bonus episode or something. So that way, you know, you're not missing out on much. But it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating industry when you look at it. It's, it's very similar to all other industries, though. When you work in a restaurant, retail, or whatever... You have to live by the data. What's the data saying? Who's coming in? Who's coming in when? 
What are they doing? What are they spending their money on? Right? So, and then what's their experience like? I always remember working at, say, like Chipotle. They're very good about what's the ticket time? When they order to when they pay, how long does it take? And, and there is a certain goal that you would want it to be. Is it 60 seconds? Is it 30 seconds? What is it? And you would always try to hit that because you want their experience to be friendly, inviting, and quick so they can move on with their lives and, and not have to wait in line so long. Plus, plus, it's just like when you have a line out the door, that fucking sucks, and you want to burn through those people as quick as possible. So it's the same type of concept. you got to look at the data. Construction, same thing. How long is it taking us to do this? What are the materials? Does it make sense to use these particular materials in this area? Etc. I don't know anything about construction. <laughs> I don't. But you, but you see the same, the same concept. is Whatever your company is, you should be looking at data. And if you're not, you need to. You need to. Speaking of things you need to do, go play some cornhole. Get your friends, family, have them come over. Let some good times begin. And a good place to help you out, corntrickscornhole.com. Go there right now. Check out their amazing Colorado-themed corn uh, cornhole bags. Uh, there's so many cool bags to choose from. You can even personalize them, which is awesome. I should get my face on one. That would be awesome. So cool. So cool. Plus, they also have shirts, hoodies, hats, even Colorado cornhole boards. And all the boards and bags, by the way, this is like pro-level stuff. It's not the cheap stuff you get at the big sporting goods store. This stuff is legit. Go to Corn Tricks Cornhole right now. Corntrickscornhole.com. Excuse me. Go there right now. Use promo code DeHuff and get 15% off your order. And if you love to play cornhole, maybe you're pretty good at it. What you need to do is the 2023 Colorado Cornhole State Championships. They're going down October 6th, 7th, and 8th. And you can get more information about this at corntrickscornhole.com. You can sign up. You can prove to everybody how awesome you are. Go to corntrickscornhole.com. That's tricks with an X. Corntrickscornhole.com. And get all that information for you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Sorry, I went on a little long with the whole uh, radio thing, but it is a very complex thing. I know you're busy. You got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I'm I'm wanting you to interact with the with the upcoming shows. Send me your random thoughts, random topics, crazy stories, whatever you want to share. If you need to take some time to write me an email, that's fine too. I appreciate that. Huff Podcast at gmail.com and we'll get those on upcoming episodes i'd love hearing from you guys you guys have some great stories whether they're funny or serious it could be some crazy spooky stories we're moving into october people oh i want some scary stories to come my way and i know like we've had people in the past send in some scary stories like jesse uh i can't remember some other guys like kevin and stuff like that they've been sending them in uh every year so go ahead and Send those in, guys. I love it. I love it. I don't care if you don't think it's that scary. Send it to me. I'll elaborate. I'll just, like, stretch the truth for you. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I'm sure there are a lot scarier 
to other people too. So I love hearing those. Again, Podcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on social at Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Share it with your friends if you're able. Uh, big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Also, Burns and McCoy. Go to burnsandmccoy.com. Use that promo code DeHuff and get 20% off your order. Don't know how long that's going to exist, so you might want to jump on that now. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.